Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm Welcome to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast, where we take a closer look at the people of the cigar industry with your host, Mike and Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Mike, too. And this is a Cigar, Cigar Hustlers, Hustlers podcast. podcast. In stereo this time. Yes, I paid attention. We have our, our good friend, Mr. Mike McKenney here from Arturo Fuente and J.C. Newman. How you doing, Mike? Good. Doing great. So... I know that you handle us as far as uh, a, a, a like a rep, but I don't think that that's your sole role in the in uh, our Trail Fuente, right? What else do you do for? No, it, it actually really is. I'm I'm just really? a rep. I but because of proximity, uh, I live in Lakeland, just outside of Tampa. I I get to be a part of some other little odds and ends and. Cause you're like an everywhere man. Uh, I mean, you're fucking everywhere. <laughs> Utility player. <laughs> I um. I get to be a part of some some of the newer stuff that the Newmans are doing, whether it's accessories or um, cigars. I've smoked. I not to over um, right. exaggerate what I do, but I've I've got to smoke some stuff ahead of time. Yeah, but we've had a few conversations, and you know, you know more about what's going on as far as like in the DR, what's going on in Nicaragua, than your average rep. I wouldn't con- I wouldn't put you in that that same pool. I guess. You well, know? I I pay attention. I. I've been at this now three weeks, so I'm. (laughs) (laughs) Since uh, spit my coffee all over the microphone. Well, I guess I guess that'll bring me to the first question: is um, you know, how long have you been in the industry? This is my 21st year. I started in 1997. 21 years. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Is that um, yeah? I I started on the retail side, and um, I well, let me back up. I got my wife and I got married, and we moved to Columbus, Ohio, to finish school, and. Uh, my first job in that area was at a, a sports store, but um, after just a, a few months, um, was lucky enough to get into the uh, the retail side of things at a place called Barclays. Okay. Uh, they have two stores up there. Uh, Still this, there? Yeah, yeah. This is not, oh, not a plug, but uh, <laughs> a one on Sawmill Road and, and one down in... Um, in uh, on ho- off of uh, you can plug all you yeah, want. No, they plug away. Listen, <laughs> Pam, a lady named Pam gave she, her. She gave me the job, and uh, her husband owned it. Passed away. She took it over. Had had a partner, and um, she. I knew nothing about. I I smoked cigars at the time, but right. very very little, and only one one brand and one size really. And um, well, I mean, this is 21 years ago. So what was it? There, yeah, there wasn't a lot of offerings to yeah. to pick from back then. Uh, the eight eight five eight actually, and right. that's that's a funny story. Florafina eight five eight from Arturo Fuente. Okay, natural. Um, and that's a funny story. I'm again. I'm from Lakeland. I'm back in Lakeland now. And the prefixes for all the phone numbers on the north side of town where I grew up are either eight five eight or eight five nine. All right. So I walk into this cigar shop underneath a pool hall that we me and my buddy started going to and we see that i see this box that says 858 on it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh, i gotta get that and it, that's my cigar yeah, yeah that's, cigar. that's a little piece of home it's it's <laughs> it's a little expensive it's two dollars and 25 cents this is this is like um probably 90 well 
if I say 91, it's against the law. So 92, <laughs> I was, they would, no one would ever sell a 17-year-old cigar. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you, you grew up in Lakeland? I grew up in Lake in North Lakeland. Uh, what school did, did you go? I went to Lime Street Elementary for a couple of years. Did you really? Yeah. Well, no, you, so you're in the kind of the central part of town, right? Or south? Yeah. Remember where that Kmart used to be on the other side of the railroad tracks? No. Uh, I'm trying to think what road it's on. Anyway, my dad ran that Kmart for oh. two years. So we went to Lime Street Elementary, and there used to be a bank there next to the Kmart where every day a helicopter came and picked up the cash off the roof. Hmm. And we would go outside and That's watch the helicopter. Cool. And well, well, when you're 10, that was amazing. I went to Kathleen Elementary, and again, that's way out in the, the woods in Kathleen Junior High. Uh, and went to junior high with a guy named Ray Lewis that some of the... Oh, yeah? This, yeah. I've heard about him. Yeah. <laughs> he played a little football. I've seen him once or twice. Yeah. I actually saw him at Corona, um, I don't know, now, now, a few years back with my wife. Well, let's not say that name. What? Corona. Ray Lewis? Corona. <laughs> so he's, he's a, you know, the thing that a lot of people may not know. And I know he has his own brand and with Rocky. Uh, with Rocky, yeah. But he was a hell of a wrestler. He was a three-time state champ. No shit. At Kathleen High School. Yeah. And I, now I went to Lake Gibson High School. That's more even further north now. So. Wow. All right. So how did you find yourself in Ohio? Um, my my family, my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. was originally from Ohio. Okay. Um, my wife was born in Columbus, and her family lived up there. Not in Col- not in Columbus. They lived out in the. Uh, they're kind of hillbillies, but right you know, <laughs> in the in the deliverance, hockey, the Hocking Hills, which is a beautiful <laughs> old man's cave, stuff like that. It's a it's a real pretty. They have a a real beautiful farm out there, and um, but far enough away where it was like. Um, Let's do something different. Let's get out of Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really just me and her in Columbus and Upper Arlington, to be specific, if um, any of the listeners know that. But um, and just do something different, right? Just go out on our on our own, without you know friends. So it was good. It was, I, that's good advice. To you so know. so you just kind of went. Yeah, got well, got accepted to Ohio State first, and then oh, that's kind of a and big then deal. yeah, that was. Uh, but so you've been with your wife a long time. Yeah, 1997. Yeah, no parole. No, good for you. No, <laughs> she's great. She's. Um, it's an important thing to have a good partner. Of like course. That. Yeah, I agree. Uh, All right. Lot, so a lot of the people we've had on are started in the Midwest. You notice that? A lot of cigar industry people seem like they started. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Well, Columbus, what are we doing? Columbus, Ohio, um, specifically, not in the cigar world, but had the most pipe shops per capita. Of oh, anywhere wow. in the in well, the country, so, so that makes sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and this all came. I mean, you know, way back there were there was a cigar shop. I'm doing air quotes on right. the on the radio. But, <laughs> um, cigar shops on every corner, you know, right. in, in certain big cities. But really, um, you know, take um, in the Tampa area, for example, and and Fuente in particular. Edwards right. um, was a pipe shop where they. You know, happen to do the the Fuentes a favor and and take in a few boxes on on consignment, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So that was the pipe shop business is where a lot of this, what people think of as the you know the regular brick and mortar type retailer was what was in the in the 90s, especially in the right. late 80s. So kind of derived from yeah. So it was it called Barclays? Right? Barclays, yeah. All right, so you're there. Part time, right? I, I almost quit. After Still in college at the same time too. Y- not started yet, right? Uh, but st- uh, almost quit. There was a guy that smoked straight Latakia pipe tobacco. Okay, which um, 
is an awful smell. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no allegiance to, you know, it was, I thought it'd be cool, but the, it was, it was bad. It was rough. But anyways, we, he, he kind of stuck to the mornings and I, you know, right. I did the afternoons. But he almost made you quit. It, it, it was that it was bad. bad. I thought it about it. Bad. Straight Latakia is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. So how long were you there? A year. Okay. A year before we, you know, the, that first winter was pretty rough for a, a Florida guy. Florida, yeah, right. Yeah, so we came back. Let me take a sip. There you go. I feel like Marco Rubio when I <laughs> take the <laughs> side sip of McDonald's ice coffee. Right. Um, so before we left, I was in the sporting goods business and uh, worked for a guy that actually um, his brother had some shops in Orlando. Okay, <clears throat> and he was a he was a rep, um, and I through him I knew that his brother was working on opening a cigar shop in Church Street Station, mm-hmm. um, and they the three the the guy I worked for in the sporting goods, the rep, and then the brother of the rep <clears throat> who was opening the shop, all three played baseball at Florida Southern. Okay, so I call this guy Mark Angel is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. I call Mark over the phone. I say, hey, man, you don't know me, but I know your brother, and I know um, this guy, Dan Garada, who I work for in the sporting goods business. And um, by the way, my wife went to Florida Southern, and I'm looking for a job. Right. You you laid it thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) My grandma worked in the post office (laughs) at Florida Southern. (laughs) and even my mom in the theater department was a secretary, and no, you know, sure. Florida Southern's a great, a great school. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I was looking for something to get back to Florida. We wanted to come back to Orlando, mm-hmm. and uh, or to Orlando. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, man, come, you know, come on down." And within a week, I was. Um, he had made me. He was looking for a manager type, but I certainly didn't go down there with that in mind. Right. And, so then spent um, three years with him. He had three stores, uh, eventually had three stores. One um, at Universal Studios at CityWalk. And now it's gone. It is gone. It sucks. It, yeah, yeah. That was, um, you know, in the beginning, they only wanted franchise, you know, like Starbucks. Um, right. You know, those types. Name brand things. Na- yeah. yeah. And the funny part, not to throw anybody under the bus, but we were kind of the only ones that were actually paying full rent. Right. Making our rent every month and and all that and eventually it just I don't know that was after I left right I don't know all the politics of it but that was um, yeah man it, it was that was a nice thing to have and for the industry you know as, yeah. as you know hundreds of thousands I don't know I mean million I don't know how many people go to Universal and Islands of Adventure every day well for me City Walk and Universal is really close it's like 20 minutes mm-hmm. away so if I have time on the weekend to go kill a little bit with my family and just kind of enjoy ourselves we'll go to city walk because for one i know that it's a open area for smoking yeah so i can grab a cigar and then you know we can kind of walk around city walk before we, if we decide to go in the parks or anything like that so um i mean i never got to check out that shop unfortunately but i really wish it was still there because i'd be there all the time you know it, it was a cool place it, it had a full bar uh, the inside was all old barn wood that uh, was brought down from uh, virginia and the carolinas you know um it was cool man i mean yeah i had tobacco hanging up in there not a lot but right. just enough to to get the idea what was the name of it uh cigars at city walk with okay. cigars with a z Ah, uh, cigars. Was uh, it other one cigars in Churchill's or ch- uh, Churchy? Yeah, I think that may have just been ca- called cigars. Right, and then cigars on the avenue in Winter Park is where 
I mainly was before the uh, the one at Universal opened up. Don Patel's place? Absolutely. And Don's no shit. Yeah, so Don's that I'm probably jumping all around. Well, no, no, we it's fine. I think it's easy to uh, follow if you okay. just throw out the name Don Patel, everybody right. no. <laughs> everybody um, knows who Don Patel is. Don. So I we moved we moved to Winter Park um, in ninety eight and that's the store I started at uh, with Mark. And fast forward a couple years, um, that I was in the process of trying to buy that shop. Okay. Um, so now, now I am going to hop around. Let's go back to like, <laughs> let's go back to 99. Okay. No, 2000. All right. In 2000, uh, we won the, the Fuente window display contest. And I was able to go down to the Dominican Republic um by myself my wife was pregnant with my daughter at the time and that was a heck of an experience and came back and really 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 like this I think this is really what I want to do I think I want to stick with this I don't I don't want to go back to school I don't want to be a teacher anymore that's what I wanted to okay to be a teacher and and coach you know I love sports and so that was the working on that process of, right you know there was a price and we were working on it and some some self-financing and stuff right. like that and you know that's what i really thought i wanted to do and then um fast forward to probably late january of 2001 the rep in the area and the national sales manager at the time um and then became vice president of sales, Wally Beekle, and the, the salesman was Alan Goldfarb. Uh-huh. Came in, and we're talking. We were, we were talking about um, going down to the Dominican Republic. Um, you know, we had three stores, so we were kind of, you know, buying, I guess, probably a lot of cigars. I don't, you know. Right. I, based on what, I don't, you know, other people, I don't know what a lot is. But, right. Uh, and I mean, in that location, and down in Winter Park, I'm sure that, you know. Yeah, we did. did yeah, very well. We did well. It was a lot of box sales. and. So uh, those guys are, I, and I asked, I knew that the rep in the Tampa Bay area, a guy named Charlie Gordy, was retiring, mm-hmm. but I never met him. He was just, you know, uh, a, a name I had heard, and, you know, this this Central Florida is a weird market where there's a lot of crossover of reps who don't have, right. they have the East Coast, but not the West Coast, and so I asked uh, Wally, like, hey, have you guys found anybody to replace Charlie, and and he's like, no, we're taking resumes and all that. And still, I it it doesn't dawn on me to even like ask about the job or even think that I want it. Right. Until they're walking across the st- like leaving, like walking across the street. I'm like, wait, I mean, maybe I should try I just that. Make it, you were just making small talk. Yeah, right? we were just oh, like bullshitting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, um, and smoking cigars at the eight five eight Sungrown because that was part of when you did the display contest. Right. And, you know, you were able to buy those, and we were smoking one of those, and. Um, just you know, just a normal sales call, and they're right. they're leaving, and I'm like, a light bulb goes off. I'm that guy. Yeah, hold on. Well, <laughs> come back. No, I never never thought that. I'm like, maybe I should try. Right. Who knows? It'd be an interesting experience. Um, not a lot of people know this, but probably six months before that, maybe a year, um, there was the general cigar rep was a lady named Carrie Blaney. She was getting promoted and and recommended me for the job. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and I had interviewed. Wow, it would uh, be a totally different story if you went that direction. Absolutely would. And they picked the right guy. I, at the time, I was like, 
yeah, you know, I'm I'm competitive, but not a lot of people probably know I'm competitive internally. Right. And but they absolutely picked the right guy, and the guy they picked um, was a guy named Rick Rodriguez. Okay. Who um, I've heard of him. Yeah, and he he's with the. What's yeah, okay. no, he's a great. He's a great. He's a great guy, and he's with CAO now. He, I think he runs the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, for CAO, and um, but he and Dave Bullock was 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 with General Cigar at the time, and he's the one that interviewed uh, me and Rick and whoever else they had. And um, but he, you know, he knew Rick ahead of time, and but absolutely picked the right guy for that company, um, and for that position at the time. And I was very very young. I mean, you know, so I really. Fast forward now back to interviewing for this. Um, I was very young, and the Newmans and the Fuentes took a, a big chance on me, and I appreciate that. But, yeah, so I called. They're walking across the street. The light bulb goes off. I wait till the next day thinking Wally was only with Alan for the day. I don't know if he was with him or not. And I call Alan. I'm like, hey, man, what do you think about – and he's like, oh, man, you should do it. You'll, you'll be great for it. And I'm like, well, don't – you'll get it. He said you'll get it. I said, don't say that because <laughs> don't get my hope. Right, well, I don't get it. Yeah. So he told me who, how to, you know, who to send my resume to and all that. And so fast forward to February 14th. I remember it was Valentine's Day. I had my interview, um, which was interesting because of the people in the room. And um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, when you have guys like Stanford Newman and Bob, Bobby and Eric, right? Wayne Suarez, a guy named Fred Zanaboni. Um, it was, <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm in my early twenties, right? So it was, that was weird, right? It was, um, it was nerve wracking, but you know, I I guess I did good. So right, March fifth was my first day. They hired, you know, they hired me, you know, and then March fifth I started and. I'm coming up on well. What's today? The fourth is today the fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is my um my anniversary with the company. Wow! So I start my 18th year tomorrow. Wow! Holy All shit. with the same company. Do you get a watch or yeah. anything at 18 or? I want to watch cigar. He gets. I want to watch last year <laughs> in Nicaragua, but um I don't think there's a, a gold watch or anything for oh, for 17 years. Damn it! All so. right, so like, so your territory, you know, is kind of broad right i have a weird it's weirdly shaped right um because of uh adding sorry if i'm making noise i'm going no, 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 you're good going you're good. for my lighter um yeah uh, so originally oh, i'm out of gas sorry this is no, a, you're s- good. a stall move well you're out in um i mean when you come and see us in deltona deltona is kind of like no man's land we're in between two big cities so it's you know it's not the easiest place to come in and it's not like it's a plethora of you know cigar retailers so the fact that you come out and see us and that you do see us on a recurring basis is obviously greatly appreciated. Yeah. Right? But my original territory uh, when I first started was from Punta Gorda up to Panama City mm-hmm. and then st- basically stopped at Highway 27, um, Haines City. I didn't have Orlando, so I had that strip. Right. Ocala, Gainesville, Tallahassee, all that. Uh, and about... Man, I, I don't know how long I've been calling on you guys for so, six so years, seven years. Yeah. So before you, I don't, I wasn't really in the the ordering aspect of this business. I was doing you know odds and ends of it, and I wasn't really meeting as many people. So we had a guy. My brother dealt with him all the time, and I'm sure you know his name. Yeah, uh, super old school. Henry Frampton. That's the Car- guy. Colonel Colonel Henry. Correct. Frampton. 
guy that could kill you with a spoon. Absolutely. You know, and uh, he actually took a chance with us um, out the gate, which was fantastic because when we got started, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And my brother, in his ignorance, I mean, we're probably six months into the game. He's like, you know, we would really like to have Opus X. And Henry was like, okay. Which, which, which I heard is not the standard, doesn't, doesn't average way to go about things, right? No, Henry, Henry had a unique um, situation when. So to go go back and to the mid '80s um, and before, the Fuentes had uh, a broker system. They had brokers, okay. that Fred Zanaboni set up for them. <coughs> Excuse me. Is he still around? Fred? No, he passed away. Well, Henry. Oh, Hen- no, Henry recently passed away. Probably. Um, Maybe two or three years ago. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he was a he was a great American for sure. Um, I wish I would have got more stories, but I think a lot of it's still classified stuff. <laughs> and I'm not not. It's funny, but it's not funny. I right. think it really is um, that kind of stuff. He was a great guy, but so Henry was a Fuente broker. Okay, uh, and he was he was old back then. Not right. being funny, uh, so Henry had basically Daytona up to uh, Amelia Island. Right, he lived in uh, Ponte Vedra. And um, so he just had, you know, he had like uh, 15, 20 accounts and, right. you know, it was more of, it was more of a broker. They, they shipped stuff to his house, which wow. he stored. It was, um, it was a different time right. and, it, and that hung around for a little while. And um, so Henry did more of the divvying up than, right. than at the time when I got hired and before we had a system called the ARP on the Fuente side, automatic reorder program. Right. So it was like Christmas. Every time we got a container, just your, you got whatever we got and split up, and then we were out again until the next container right. came. It was a weird, weird time. So Yeah, the systems, and even the systems now are kind of unique because there are a couple things that Fuente does that I think is fantastic by design, especially as a company. You have X amount of your Opus, right, which is obviously the big deal from Fuente. You have your Anejos that come out in, in Christmas, and specific sizes come out. Here they are, and there they go. They, they come in, and, they, and they're gone, right? Yeah, we try to Which is a good it. problem to have. Well, it's – yeah, but, you know, it's – It's still a problem. There's a couple of things that are, you know, good or bad, whatever you want to say. I um, That tobacco for that cigar um, is grown on one farm only. Um, you're going to get a whole lot more uh, Coronas and Robustos and smaller leaves to make cigars than, right. than double Coronas. A lot of, like when I first started, you know, in, in the 90s, a lot of, I think, and I have no uh, stats or data to back this up, I think a lot of those cigars were bought and giving, given as gifts. Right. Corporate type stuff, you know, where a guy, even you know, like... A rep like me would take an Opus X to a a guy that maybe wasn't even a real cigar smoker, but he knew, like that was a pretty impressive thing. So right. We had well known cigar, so absolutely. Yeah, it, right. it, well, it changed. You know, it it changed the industry. I think in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. I mean, you know, people want bigger ones, but and, but honestly, the the best ones to me are the smaller are the sizes. smaller sizes and, um, but uh. Yeah, so we try to ship it a couple times a year, and we get what we get, and uh, and they divvy it up in Tampa in a few different ways, and, and try to be as fair as possible. And right. it's it's one farm, and um, they're they're only going to use tobacco from that farm for that cigar. Right. So so now, if you don't mind talking about mm-hmm. this, they're just moving into 
Nicaragua now, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're going to open up a big factory there, correct? Well, one, well, they've been, they've, they've had a farm in Nicaragua now. I think they've grown four crops. Mm-hmm. Um, like not a secret, but not you know, it, there was no press release on um, on the Cigar Hustler podcast or anything. No. <laughs> um, but they've been growing, and the Oliva family, the Oliva tobacco growing family. Um, and the the Nika processing and all that they oversee all that uh, the project down there, and so they've been doing that. But yeah, just um, I guess right last month was the yep. festival and, and that was announced. And that was we were in the Dominican with Carlito the week before all that, and um, you know that that never came up. That I was, was going to ask you. It that. didn't. I and you I didn't say anything. Huh? I've been hearing some rumors and stuff like that. Again, proximity, right? Not and maybe Which is a standard in the cigar industry and yeah. a dash of nosiness. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I asked him in front of um, everybody about you know we were down there last year and this that and the other and and he um, you could tell by his face and his smile and all that and his, and his the excitement but he didn't um he saved that for for the festival no shit he saved that for the festival and a great partner down there um that he's chosen to, to work closely with uh felix mesa okay will be you know running things el galan um mm-hmm. they'll be running things down there and um i guess kind of the head of the i don't know all the particulars yet right. or, or the square footage of the factory or right well, how many how many cigars we'll make but yeah it, it should be a big it's it should be a big big deal and it's it's one of the most exciting things that um, I mean in my in my time with the, both companies it's very exciting it was it was very exciting when the Newmans built their own factory there called Pensa um, out of necessity um, right. we used to have on the I, I flip flop back from Newman and Fuente this is like my my day job right. Um, <laughs> The we had uh, quorum uh, made in in Natsa and uh, long story short, I mean it's always better to try and control your own destiny. Right. And, um, between Natsa, we had uh, the Olivas family mm-hmm. with an S, uh, and Okata, which is up near Honduras. Uh, if you have a map at home, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then and then it was better to. It's always again. It's always better to control your own destiny. Right. And they built Pensa. And I don't think we're not a publicly held company, but we're pretty proud that to make probably eighty-five thousand or more cigars a day. That's a big number. Yeah, and probably should be maybe a hundred. You know, if I can, right? Uh, or more. You know, you never, you never know. But we, you know, we we all suffer with back orders, and of course, uh, which is a again, like you said earlier, Mike, a good problem to have. Right. But still a problem. Yeah. So. You know. But but to go back to the Fuente hat, um, <laughs> that is very it's it's extremely exciting because the Fuentes can only they are, they can only make and they're gonna only make a certain amount of cigars in the Dominican Republic, right? And and they probably met that cap, obviously. Yeah, well, yes, they've I, I don't know how long they've been again like pushing against that number, uh, or, or maybe if they've gone over and realized, hey, we need to back it up. I don't really have those kind of conversations. That's right. Honestly, when I'm with those guys, I I don't talk about a lot about cigars. I talk about other stuff. Right. Because they, you know, it's cigars nonstop for them when they're down there. So we talk about Tampa and especially with Carlito, you know, and people in the area and his friends. He doesn't get to see enough and, and things like that. So Right. Yeah. That's cool. So mm-hmm. well, let me ask you, when you go to Vegas, do you go to the uh, Casa de Fuente shop out there? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's not. You know, man. When I that's my hardest week of work. Yeah, no that's, shit. That's where I feel like I'm. You know, back to. It's almost like you got to get there earlier if you want to go to that store, or you got to do it afterwards. You know, well, this, the salesman that handles that always has it kind of set up for us. You know, with a table or two. Yeah, it's very crowded. With good, you know, God bless them. That's probably a great week for them. And right, you know, it's a really cool store. You it know? is. It is, and obviously, anybody that's been there knows that it could probably be ten times that big, and they'd still fill it out. Right. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. When I'm at the show, I'm I uh, I work hard, and my right. feet hurt, and. And getting down there in the middle of summer, whether you walk or a cab, it, it's it's just I'd, I'd probably rather um, s- stay late at the show, smoke a cigar, and, and go eat dinner and go go to bed. Right. <laughs> to be honest, not not that I'm a. Well, those are long days, so they're very long days, and I and I'm kind of a a get there early kind of guy. I'm yeah. you know not like I, I don't get up at like four o'clock in the morning and. You mean you know, it's not a long night of hookers and coke and fucking <laughs> no. partying 18 no. years uh, he's uh, seen that been there that's right got the he's, he's lived through all of it that's man. for the old guys uh, <laughs> it's funny when when the show was in vegas early on i would sometime maybe one or two people would tag along but i'd go to the the callaway center and and hit golf balls and oh yeah you do that sometimes just to clear my head and when i have more energy and <laughs> right that's stuff. cool so yeah, whenever we see you at the show you're always busy it's like we have a – if we could always – before we were doing wholesale and we were just doing retail, I always remember whenever we'd go to your booth, you would always have like two or three people that you were trying to slot and, you know, we'd try and figure out when we could kind of sneak in and get our order. So, yeah, when you guys came – I don't – what was the first year that you all had access to come in or in the morning – before time because that's that's when we started really yeah that was when that was nice started. yeah that How was, long just ago a was few that years ago probably two three years ago that's it yeah maybe oh maybe a little bit longer than that yeah i mean i've been with the roma guys i mean they're you know like my family so whenever even if we weren't doing wholesale stuff with them if i would always help them so yeah if i could come in and help them set up prior to then i would and that that would make sense as far as going in and seeing you too so probably four or five years ago plus plus on top of that we set we set our own booth so we have a company that puts up the walls basically right so the you know the day or two before the show we are where the salesmen um and, and people like that are actually we're actually setting the booth and you know they don't turn the air conditioner on till the last mm. minute and um it's brutal yeah so it you, you know you're kind of wiped out then the show starts right <laughs> oh you're so, tired okay cool yeah, yeah i'll go sell yeah but it's good i mean it's the the show's always been good for me it was my first show was in, on the on this side of the aisle was in tampa ironically enough no so shit. yeah so i was thrown into the deep end um and then I was thrown further into the deep end, you know, for the first show. So right. when the shows are close, you get more more people, and um, more is not always uh, helpful. Right. <laughs> so, but it's good for business. I wish they would do Tampa again. Oh, no, I don't. I'll uh, no? veto that. Um, no, I like – I mean, if I'm going to be gone and, and all that – and in Tampa – Tampa's a great city. I love Tampa. Um, but there has to be – I've realized there has to be um, – more to the town yeah to, to attract the, more, the more retailers do, right. yeah yeah like my f- i'll tell you my favorite location for a show you guys will probably you probably you couldn't guess but it was san antonio well texas i'm down with texas too so i like wh- i like houston too okay so why do you think san antonio would be good well i don't think it would be good i just like san antonio yeah uh and houston was a really good show and then so the you know the 
It's the like hotel a, was right there. Right. It's centralized. Oh, you know. Yeah, but there's, you know, and I, we, we all, not all of us, but a, lo- a few of us walked down to the ballpark. I think they still call it Minute Maid, I think. We walked down to the ballpark and saw the Astros play. That was great. They have great restaurants, great steakhouse, great Tex-Mex. Right. The hotel was right there connected to the convention center, so everybody was kind of hanging out together uh, for the most part. So, yeah, I, both, yeah, Houston and San Antonio I liked a lot. San Antonio was before I got into the uh, this side of things. That was my last show as a retailer. Um, so maybe that I may have a, f- a fondness there for it, too. Right. San Antonio is a great town. I haven't been back since, but I love San Antonio. Oh, shit. Yeah. What are we smoking on, by the way? Do you want to tell everybody what we're smoking? Um, what did you... I grabbed this one. All right. You got a Don Carlos Bellicoso. I just brought my you know normal bag. I don't know. Right. I, no, that's this cool. isn't a planned. Uh, no, this is kind of <laughs> impromptu. You know, no. it's just your your shameless plug that you get to do. Yeah, and uh, Mike, you have um, a uh, Fuente Grand Reserva. Well, they all say that, but Mag- they, uh, that's a mag- that's a uh, Rosado Magnamar, and that's the fifty-four size. It's very good. And then I have a Don Carlos Number Four that I'm about to finish. I started that up on the way here, and um, this all worked out really great to be in the general area yeah we kind of snuck in i mean you're out doing family stuff for a sunday yeah know? well the whole weekend my my daughter had a game in mount dora mm-hmm. on friday night and um my cousins or my cousin and her family live in eustace so we stayed the night with them and my my aunt got to come and watch uh and uncle got to come and watch her play and she That's had cool. a, oh, that great probably the best game defensively i've ever seen her play and then she hit a ball that I, I it just landed i think about 20 minutes nice. ago a, a, just a bomb probably about 260 feet which 200 feet will cover the fence and right that extra 50 or 60 feet is uh but it was it was it's no doubt back. she knew it was gone and yeah she didn't flip her bat or uh pull any barry bonds moves but she uh nice yeah <laughs> she knew it was gone those are fun and then um and then yesterday morning we came over to Deland, just n- north of here, or right. kind of north. Yeah. And yeah. And at Stetson, the school my daughter will go to next year, th- their team is down playing in a tournament. Okay. So we caught two yesterday, and then um, it's very pretty up there by that by that college. Deland is yeah. beautiful. Up by Stetson, yeah. it's very the nice. The downtown is cool. A uh, lot of oak trees. A lot of baseball history too. Yeah. Well, the boys' baseball team is very good. My um my wife's um one of the the one of her bosses in the in the business she's in her his uh nephew plays books brooks is his name plays baseball at stetson and probably will get drafted oh no they have yeah they've had a few draft picks um over there so yeah and that's a beautiful ballpark too all the facilities are are top notch and to tie it in also my cousin who we stayed with her daughter is in eighth grade and it looks like she's going to be going to stetson to play softball so oh wow no no official offers yet it's still just a little early but they she's had her unofficial visit already and so it's kind of cool to to have her and right have her and, there and, yeah and my daughter there too oh, so that's neat yeah and and this just is uh this is perfect it worked out great so you're obviously a listener yeah oh well, yeah i've i've heard them all which is awesome so it's the first time we've actually had a guest that is a listener Admitted listener, right? Oh, well, it could be, it could be admitted listener. Well, yeah, Jack. Uh, Jack's obviously, hopefully, Jack's a listener now, and you know. But we're getting there. Hey, we're, we're, getting we're there. We, we, this is like our ninth, tenth, eleventh um, episode. Uh, Michael be, we did eight, nine, ten. He'll be the eleven episode. Eleven. Episode, eight, you know? eight have been released, right? Eight have been released. Yeah. Oh, so then, then you're uh, 
eight, nine, ten. You'll be twelve, maybe. I don't even. We've know. got we've got two more already done. I just finished. But we're approaching double digits, yeah. nevertheless. And we're That's awesome. uh, we're we're just under nine hundred downloads. Very nice, yeah. very nice. So you obviously know what's coming next. Oh, is we it that that time already? We it's have that time. We have a list of uh, of three questions that we four. like to ask. Now it's four. Right with the the, the surprise the, the surprise question <laughs> for Mr. McKinney. Um, so I got a feeling that you probably know your your answers to these, or at least you've thought about. I've them. thought about it. Do you right. want to mix them up and hit the new one first? No, no, no. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll drop that, that one at the end. We'll drop it. At the end. <laughs> All right. First question: What one person, living or dead, would you like to share a cigar with? Well, I I work for two families. So I'm gonna. Uh, I did think about this. Mm -hmm. So I I get two people. Is okay, that right? That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. You can have seven if you Stan want. Stanford Newman and Carlos Fuente Senior. Right. Yeah. I'd I'd love to have. Those are good answers. Yeah. No. They 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 uh they treated me great. So great guys. Did you ever get to hang out with them at all or hang out? Meet. I mean, I don't know. Me no, Shake I hands? well, no, I more than that. Bow and curtsy. I don't know what the proper. They were um. Yeah, a lot. I got to spend a lot of time with both of them. Mr. Newman has been gone for a few years now, but right. um, before we would, he would drive me to lunch at right. uh, Palmasia, which was unique to have a 89 year old man a <laughs> driving driving me around. But um, was it scary? Did you buckle up? One time it was scary because his foot slipped off the pedal getting onto the oh um, shit crosstown. <laughs> like, oh crap! This is a well, and I'm just a cigar salesman. So, but we had the CFO and the uh, controller in the back, uh, Scott and Shira, and I'm thinking. Man, if the, if we crash and would not I, have been good. I mean, they can replace a salesman, but these other three <laughs> in the can't car right? can't yeah. replace them. No, the and end Mr. of the Newmans. Mr. Newman, <laughs> Mr. Newman is is unreplaceable. His sons are great guys, but there was only one Stanford Newman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I did get to spend a lot of time with him, and he really valued um, everybody's opinion. Right. I mean, like the the lady you know that cleans up in the factory or uh, right. a, someone in packaging or a or a cigar maker because in in tampa there they still make um at the time when he passed away they weren't making this many cigars but now it's sixty five thousand plus uh cigars a day there by machine um no kidding no no and probably need more than that but it's that's it's tough to um be profitable even on machine made cigars and that's one at a time that's not making like uh philly blunts on a rod and right this is these are cigar machines from the um late teens and early 20s right and so it's it's one at a time but yeah yeah sixty five thousand plus and carlos senior used that you'd hang out with him too hang hang again hang out i know i know um but uh yeah i mean you know been to his house in west tampa uh numerous times and um you know got to ask him some great questions and just talk to him he's a quiet a quiet guy but and just you know, one of the sharpest people I've ever met in my life. Right. And very, very nice. Very you, nice. You told me back in the day um, that he had a house. That it, it was like he never really left that house. Right? No, he was comfortable there in West Tampa, and that's you know, um, it was it, it's a nice house. But You'd never guess. You wouldn't you wouldn't drive by and say, now that looks like a guy that makes thirty two million cigars <laughs> a year. <laughs> that's that's where he would live. He, and just. The most humble guy. I have a, a reminder that goes off every day at noon in in my phone that you know th just thinking about him, um, just a, a Bible verse to stay humble. You know about staying humble. Right. So that was inspired by by him. That's awesome. Oh, very nice. Yep. Um, His sons in the uh, Florida Cigar Club, Carlos Jr. 
Yeah, and, okay. And he, he does uh, comment every once in a while, and, and it's a big deal. Everybody gets... Uh, Car- it's all impressed when he Car- Carlito is involved in social media stuff, and um, he, you know, man, he's uh, he's got a lot of energy, and um, people love him. I-, I love him too. He's just he's a great guy. He's a great guy, different than his dad, but both you know very hardworking and and humble people. Probably not the people that you, th- you know, if you go to like a big smoke or you see him, it's probably not they aren't probably who you think they are. Not right. in a phony way or anything. Um, but they're just they're just really down to earth and just normal great people. They they just happen to make a lot of cigars, right? The right way. Okay. Question number two: What's yeah. the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? I I did think about this. See, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gotten a lot of good advice over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy I used to work for in the sporting goods business, he was. Um, for a Steeler fan, he was a big Vince Lombardi fan, right? Which is kind of funny, but um, Vince Lombardi had a lot of quotes and things about you know early is on time, on time is late, and late is unacceptable, right? You know if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Things like that. Right. So that Dan really, you know, drove that into my head, and that, that's good advice. It's it's a little weird now being, I still use it in my personal life. Mm-hmm. When you're on the road, uh, especially. Um, in a territory where I, I'm on I-4 a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to be somewhere 15 minutes early would probably get you killed a lot of times. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I try to plan it out and communicate and make sure I give a ballpark. But Right. So that was good advice. But the real, probably the, f- the funny one now, after I told you how long I've been doing this, right when I interviewed and got the job, my... Um, my grandmother told me that what we got going on here. What's in the? I don't know. We're hearing music. That's probably the church. Church service. Oh, the church downstairs. Yeah. That's all right. Oh. That's all right. Do you think it'll pick it up? That's all right. We can. No, nah, that's okay. All right. I don't think so. She, but she told me, you know, you, you know, you got this job. You, you don't have to stay there. It's not like my generation. You don't have to stay there for forty years and this, that, and the other. And right. So that's great advice, and I've always thought about it. But I, I'm in a good situation, a good place, and. Yeah, I, I, no, I mean, you don't feel stuck where you're at, right? You stuck, know? stuck is not the word at all. Exactly. For, blessed is the is the word. Yeah, right. for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, back in the day, it was all about go to work, get your pension, and then retire. Pensions don't exist anymore. You N- know? No, but the Newmans do generously match my 401k. Which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So why the hell would you go no, anywhere no. else? And I, you know? I love the industry. I don't, I don't really follow it to the, you know, all that's going out there, right. uh, what's going on, because there's so much out there now which is actually really awesome when we have conversations because you have a totally outside perspective that really hasn't been um saturated with bullshit as far as what's kind of current tainted which tainted would be a good word there i like saturated there are a few people (laughs) (laughs) there are a few people that i would actually have the conversations that i have with like you guys yeah because i know they're gonna stay here and of course um you know and not reach it onto, not make it onto a podcast, right? <laughs> so I, I mean, and I, you know, I actually did have it on all that stuff in the beginning. <laughs> I don't, I don't smoke, I don't smoke a lot of other people's stuff. So, um, we, you know, you know that. Mm-hmm. So I try to just like we talked about. I don't know if it was on air or not. You, you don't listen to other podcasts. You do your podcast. Right. Yeah, no, I, it wasn't. But yeah, I don't yeah. really. I don't care what. Um, you know Joe Smith is making in wherever right because it doesn't affect how I how I sell or what I sell yeah I mean at the end of the day on a, on a retailer level or on a consumer level or even on a wholesale level I mean I could sit and fucking 
pay attention to everything that everybody else is doing and then I totally missed the boat on my own creations and my own production. That was the hardest part about this job in the beginning that I have now was going from shop to shop because I never went to other people's cigar stores when I was a retailer. Right. And it was it was weird, and, and it's a roller coaster of great account, good account, horrible account, right? Mediocre account, great account. So right. you're on a roller coaster already, right? And in the beginning, it was just not what I was. I wasn't a guy that just went from shop to shop. And, and you there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but. and you don't know what you're going to expect either, though, because you know you could walk into a shop where a guy praises you, loves your product, you have a good relationship with, and then you can walk into another shop where a guy is just totally arrogant full of himself doesn't fucking take care of his product doesn't take care of the humidor or his employees or anything like that and really doesn't give a fuck about you and that you're kind of an inconvenience to him when you walk in the door so i get that for sure i'll tell you a different real quick story i with um carlos senior's granddaughter uh christina suarez worked with me after uh after graduating from ucf and then before going to culinary school she worked a summer with me, and, and we're, we're in a shop. I won't mention where, and a nice nice enough guy, and we had these, um, you know, I write down or I'll say out loud what I, you know, what I want to get accomplished or do or right. before walking in there. I, don't, I typically don't just walk in places willy-nilly, but one of the main things I wanted this retailer to do was participate in our Toast Across America, mm-hmm. c- the two-pack cigar. I'm sure uh, the listeners are familiar with that. But right. So I had that and a couple other things, you know, whatever we were working on at the time. So it was like, all right, Christina, let's go get them. You know, this is Cynthia's daughter, Cynthia. Okay. Um, so... Um, so we walk in there and we see the the retailer and like like hey you know hey man what's going on and he and the, he looks at me and says my mom died last night oh oh yeah and I'm like oh shit so we just said you know we sat there talked to him and you know obviously that's not a selling opportunity right, right. yeah uh, so by the time we left Chris, Christina you know she's a a great girl and um, she was tearing up and you know all that stuff and I'm like well what the uh, we'll have to take care of that stuff at another time. Right. So there's, yeah, you never know. You, what you're, know, you right. never know what you're walking into. You walk into that, and and that kind of goes back to as far as you're saying with your being on time and how it is almost impossible when you're checking in on retail stores. You just don't know how the conversation is going to go when you walk into certain locations. No, you, know? you bet. You better be ready to. You got to be. Um, <coughs> it, it's it's a game of adjustments, right. just like baseball <coughs> and. You have to you have to continually make adjustments right. and, and all that stuff. All right, the what's the third, <laughs> third, third question? Third question. Uh, what is your favorite cigar? Uh, again, I work for two families, which is kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna say, I, I'm smoking a Don Carlos. I mean a Don any any size Don Carlos. Yeah. Um, probably the small the smaller ones. Um, well, if I could smoke would the Carlos Seniors blend. In the Robusto, which is just a little sweeter, a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, in the market, it would have the 80th. It would say, Carlos, uh, the 80th. It's in the the black box and all that stuff. So that's that would be it. And then the probably the Julius Caesar, man. I, yeah. and, and now in the Corona size, I... That's pr- those two, right? Those two d- desert island type cigars. He said yeah. the Fuente first, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> those are both Wait, made no by. Our, those are both first. made by Tabacalera A Fuente. So now, what about something that you don't represent? Well, the last. So when was I over here in January? Yeah. the The last uh, cigar that I smoked that wasn't um, one of ours 
was the cigar you gave me, and I can't remember what it was, mm. but it, it was that. And I so again, I don't have a favorite right. non-us cigar. Um, I don't I, remember what and it was. I don't, not to sound like you know, but f- I've smoked a few of Felix Mesa's things, the right. El Galan, the red with the red band. Um, those are good. I, you know, Nicaraguan tobacco is not my favorite favorite. Right. Although we've talked about that with the Pueblo mm. Nuevo. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I like a little bit of Nicaragua in there for what it is, but um, I've heard a lot of, on the podcast, a lot of your people say uh, Padron. Yeah. And they make great cigars. It wouldn't be my favorite go-to. No, yeah. no, no, no. I, and I, I just... I just don't. I stay. I stay focused on it. When I first started, you know, I had I smoked everything like all the retailers do, and I'm riding in the car with Charlie Gordy, showing me around, and I'm asking him if, if he smoked this, have you smoked that, and he no, no, no. And he's like, look, man, you, you know, give it a few months, you you'll forget about all that other stuff. We have the greatest cigars in the world, and you you'll just smoke these, right? And you know, I'm like, well, he's you know, 65 years old. What does he know? But yeah, crazy old man. <laughs> of course, he was. He, he was right, so. Right? Yeah. All right, so is that all three questions? That's Are we on the fourth question? No, we're on the fourth question. This uh, is the first time this has been asked? No. Second, second time. It was, but it has not been on air yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Uh-oh. so you have not, you're not ahead of the curve it. on this it, one. It's really nice to hear him keep referencing the show, though. Yeah. Oh, he knows what's it's, up. I, I know. Well, I've only listened to two podcasts in my whole life. This one, and then the famous one about the kid that, uh, in the high, high school around Baltimore that murdered somebody or they thought he did sounds more no impressive shit. than ours yeah no no it was <laughs> that's pretty in depth one of yeah. the girls <laughs> one of the girls in marketing uh told me about it i had some plane rides and but i like i don't know why i don't i down i don't download more of them. right I, i'm in the car a lot it's crazy man it's hard to find one that you like so yeah, yeah but like you know but there's so many of them out there it's like it's for me i you know if i'm not i used to waste my time driving to and from work listening just to the radio but now it's um mobile university i always listen to either an audible like audible for books or there's a podcast that i listen to that's not cigar reference at all which is really cool as far as like you know life coaching and stuff like that and gives you different perspectives i should probably find something to you know I'd, i'd i'd one of the things i'd like to do is be able to speak spanish yeah, I was doing that too. Pimsler is really good for did that. It, hel- it helped. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I can argue. I can not get stabbed in a situation. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still. Uh, I oh, got a long. I got a long way to go. Um, yeah. Just because I started focusing on other things and kind of developing, but Pimsler is really fantastic. I, I use. I communicate. I'm kind of newer to social media, but I I communicate with Felix Mesa through. Um, the Instagram mm-hmm. direct message, if that's what they call it, mm-hmm. and it's always uh, the Spanish to English on Google, and right. And I always wonder if it's you know, if I don't say it just right, and there's some kind of goofy word, maybe I don't know if I'm asking them out on a date or <laughs> right. You know, so <laughs> I always I wish I knew. That's I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that. Try to find some kind of Pimler Pimsler Pimsler. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. That's I'm pretty gonna cool because you like you have conversations with yourself and then it reviews and stuff. It's pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so All right, go the, ahead. Uh, the, the, the new question. The new fourth question is... What fictional character would you like to share a cigar with? And it could be book, book comic, movie, movie TV show. It's got to be fictional? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like Man. this. I like this. Dun, dun, I like the dead dun, air. Dun, That's dun, fantastic. Dun, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That means that we stumped the Schwab. <laughs> it's fantastic. A fictional... 
Man, see, I don't, I don't read. I mean, I don't read a lot. What do you I watch? Movies could be somebody from a movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Why well, you threw me off there again? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like his. I mean, I like history type history books. This is going to be one of those things where you're going to answer and then you're going to leave here and you're yeah. like, damn, you're I should have done this. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fictional. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I apologize for the. Well, it could be a cartoon character or anything. Yeah, anything you want. Well, I mean, Fred Flintstone was a. <laughs> <laughs> would be a good choice. Um, you know, um, prob- the. The guy from the honeymooners. What? And he was. No, he didn't smoke. Yeah, he smoked cigars a little bit. In real life, he did. Yeah. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Um. Man. But his character. Oh no no! I got it. I got it. All right. Th- my favorite show as a kid growing up. There you go. This this one like um, this molded how I got in and out of my mom's car as a kid. This show, The Dukes of Hazard. No shit. I'd smoke. <laughs> a c- I'd smoke a cigar with Boss Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Very Absolutely. nice. Absolutely funny. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. See, like, Golly, I, I, you guys I, killed me on that. <laughs> one. So that's awesome because I feel like you really kind of get to know something. Yeah. A little well, more now, intimate. Now I picture person. him sliding across the hood right. to get <laughs> to the curve. Right. Oh no, I'm a I'm a country boy. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and his mom yelling at him. She, n- you know, not for that. She, <laughs> there was plenty of other stuff to yell at me about, but yeah, yeah. That's man. That's a hell of a question. See? That's a good one, man. Thank you. That was that was Michael's. Th- yes, oh, you, you I, came up yeah, with that. he sprung it on us last week, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I wanted to mention it to him before, but then I just put it on the podcast. What? How, can I ask you, or what? Who's yours? Or oh man, I mean, I don't know. Oh no, way it, to return to I mean, they could go honest. so many. Di- I honestly never thought about it, but it would be something obnoxious, like you know, Wolverine superhero stuff. Yeah. Well, you're a universe. You're a Islands of Adventure. Yeah. You know, yeah, I my ma'am, my wife would be able to answer that easily. She loves all that stuff, right? Um, but I'm never, yeah, I'm just more of a history, like actual people guy, right? But yeah, Boss Hog would be, <laughs> and yeah. he'd be hilarious, right? So, I would not be a part of chasing down the Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would just smoke at the Boar's Nest, right? And, um, and then they'd go get them. Get well, I'd have some drinks from Daisy. I'd have, a, I'd at least drink one beer, right? Um, but no, I would not. I would not hunt those the Duke boys down. There you no, go. No. There you okay, go. That's it. That's all. All right. Say. So that uh, that pretty much concludes the podcast. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please give us your feedback. Um, also, subscribe or tell your friends about uh, our podcast. What else do I? Oh, uh, how, do you have oh, any you forms of social media that, that people you want, want people to get, get hold of you? Yeah. I'm huge on Instagram. I have about a hundred followers. Be famous because you've been on the podcast. Um, my. What is it? Name or how do yeah. you say it? What's yeah. your Instagram handle? Yeah. On my Instagram handle is Mike McKinney eight five eight. I think. Let me. I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, Mike <laughs> McKinney eight five eight. M I K E M C K I N N E Y eight five eight. Perfect. So, yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time away from your family That's this weekend, said, Mike. To yeah, come in. you're. You know, you're. You've, congratulations. You made it to just about an hour. Oh, that's so the, that's VIP status. That's VIP. That's, right. that's yeah, VIP yeah. status for sure. And uh, you know, you're a good friend of the store, man. And we truly appreciate you taking the time out to come out I, here on a Sunday. I man. appreciate what you guys do. We, we everything we send is with an invoice, and you know, we we really appreciate what you guys do and the representation and the great Fuente rug out there. And thanks, man. And on the Newman side too, you guys do a great job with that with that stuff. So we really appreciate it. Oh, just thanks, a, a, a quick story. Uh, my wife smokes Trader Jack cigars. <laughs> she's really recently gotten back into him, but at an event at a different shop, Mike brought Mr. Newman over to meet my wife. 
Oh no shit! Yeah, that's that, cool. that was a big deal to her. She she thought no she no was it's, very it's a big deal to us. I d- Bobby truly, it was Bobby Newman. Yeah, yeah and, Bobby. He, and he truly uh, to meet somebody that that smokes the product and is like you know specific sizes. Right, that's a really big deal. Yeah, it's super humbling experience to, to see a band. You know, I, I I don't get to play much golf anymore, but to see a, one of our bands on the ground or on a finished cigar is like man somebody bought that and smoked it and j- hopefully enjoyed it right and, uh but anytime i can introduce the newmans or or the fuentes to someone that i don't care if it's a a, a trader jack or an opus x or a curly head or a hemingway or anything is it still blows my i mean i i i mean i'm being funny i sell a lot of cigars and I don't know where they all go. Yeah. <laughs> that somebody's smoking all these things, and and that that's really awesome. Yeah. So. She was having friends over last night. Sent me up here to get some, and I bought the jar. I bought I bought all. Stepped up to the thirty. Yeah. Thirty, yeah. yeah. Oh, you uh, bought them all? Yeah, they had about twenty of them left, I think. And oh. she said, "Just give me a couple." I go, "No." So now she has it sitting in the kitchen, so she can just pop it and take one out when that's she a, wants one. That's a reorder opportunity for me. <laughs> <when> <laughs> we, there you go. <laughs> all right, that's pretty much it. All We're right. signing out. All right, gang, that's it. Show's over. Time to put out that cigar and get back to work. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. Everybody get hustling.